You are listening to CMH EPC's Cocktail Mocktail Hour podcast. We host a Cocktail Mocktail Hour once a month where we discuss various topics over cocktails. And for those who don't drink alcohol, mocktails. We are inclusive over here. Sip your favorite cocktail with us or try our featured cocktail as we dialogue. This is an environment to hear new and different perspectives. Everyone's thoughts, feelings, and opinions are valid to them. And in this space, we respect that. Wait, have you pressed record already? Yep. Oh, shit. Okay, we're live at five. Mm. Mm, mm, Actually mm. four o'clock, but okay. Almost five. Five at four. It's four o'clock somewhere. <laughs> That's a thing. Here, here, here is the somewhere. <laughs> but happy hours four to seven usually. This is true. At most good places. happy hours three to seven. Ooh. This happy hours four. I mean, well, yes. Cheers to that. I would like to take a moment of appreciation for our guests today who have attended our monthly cocktail mocktail hour and are now here to share their thoughts and opinions with us. We have a number of topics to discuss. You never know what new perspectives you may hear. Today we have a list with us who is a New York native with Philly roots, currently living in Houston. She's an art and design loving foodie who lives for thought provoking, insightful conversation that inspires all involved. Always pulling up as her authentic self, the Pan Polly Princess, as she is known by some, enjoys fostering black queer community in whatever space she's in with a welcoming sense of humor and witty banter. We also have Nicole with us, who is an educational leader for one of the largest school districts in the nation and a firstborn American of Panamanian and Nigerian descent. Nicole has been an advocate for children and youth for over 20 years and believes everyone deserves the opportunity to grow and be loved. When she is not working, you'll typically find her booking a flight anywhere, hanging with family, dancing to Afrobeat somewhere, and enjoying being a newlywed. That's happening. You still are a newlywed. Yes. <laughs> Welcome yes. to the podcast, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for yeah, having me. Yeah, of course. Me. Let's see what is on the list of topics to discuss today. And I'm getting ahead of myself because the future cocktail for this month that we are currently mm. sipping on is become a very fast new favorite of mine, which I've tried like years ago at a friend's birthday. Like that was her signature cocktail and it was too strong for me at the time. But now that I drink whiskey. Oh, how we've grown. And the things, how we've grown. These taste buds have grown up. Welcome to adulting. Thank you. <laughs> So we are sipping on a sidecar, and the ingredients for a sidecar is brandy, triple sec, and lemon juice. Mix it liberally, I guess. I don't know. I mean, these ones are strong, so we'll see how. They're perfect. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll see how this cocktail hour goes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, wow. We're getting heavy. Oh, my. All right. Would you like there to be a law requiring the police to archive video footage of everything they do while on duty? Yes. Is that not happening already, though? Isn't that what the body cams are for? The sad part is it's optional. Oh. Um, and they have, it's, I mean, everything that we create, there's always a loophole. So I would love for it to be archived because there's so many things that get covered up. You mm-hmm. may not know it's connected to something from a year or two years ago. And so if we come across some video cam and it looks familiar or some sign is connecting it to a previous crime um, that was covered up, um, I would love for them to be archived because we get to hold all people, um, the law included, hold them accountable for right and wrong. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I think that when you are working for the people, and I use that very loosely at this point Mm -hmm. in the society that we live in, um, there should be transparency Mm -hmm. and we should be able to see those things. So I would say if it 
makes sense for the people, then yes, absolutely. I'm going to also agree with the yes, because I do believe that people should be able to go back and comb through things. I think that, like, just generally speaking, the way that people, there are people out here who have the time, patience, and education to comb through laws and bills and things like that. I believe that someone would absolutely comb through hours and hours of police footage uh-huh. for where they're can I say curse words on here? Mm-hmm. Fucking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Where they're, you know, fucking up or skirting around the law or, you know, no doing things inappropriately outside of the law. Right. I think the archive will be great, but if it's going to be archived, there also needs to be some accountability to that. Exactly. And I think that that accountability, like anything, like should be audited, but should be audited outside of the police department or mm-hmm. someone affiliated with mm-hmm. the police. Third party. That makes sense. I think um, having like video footage is important for clarity because usually when you're in the moment, like you don't necessarily remember everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I have a dash cam in my car because, you know, things happen and my perspective of what may have happened and the other person's perspective of what might have happened will be completely different than what the video shows, right? So I think it's like when you have the camera, the camera never lies unless somebody edited it and like, you know, takes himself out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good checks and balance. Um, mm-hmm. I think everyone um, has um, the right to, again, do what they think is right in that moment, but that everyone should also be accountable. Mm-hmm. So what you think is right, if you felt threatened or empowered to do whatever, just know that that's okay in that moment, but you will be held accountable for whatever mm-hmm. you did, mm-hmm. good or bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moderation or excess? I say everything in moderation. Because too much of any one thing is never a good thing, is how I feel. Now, holds on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to also agree moderation. I think that things at certain times can be excess, but as long as over an extended period of time it rations out to, you know, it like fills out to being moderate. Like, mm-hmm. for example, think about like holidays where you receive all these gifts, but you had a whole other 360 some days where you didn't receive a motherfucker. So you deserve gifts. those gifts. <laughs> all the you gifts know what on I mean? that one day makes up for getting nothing all Does year. No, you should I, still get gifts every day. That's what I'm saying. And that's there. where excess has <laughs> me like, hmm. Yeah, that's me. I, I, Being the Libra that I am, it's hard for me to make one decision. So <laughs> moderate versus excess. I'm like, um, depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because even with the with love, like if you have too much love, it becomes a little obsessive. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um. But then if you have too much money, I'm not complaining, you know, so. I wouldn't know. That part, that part, that part. <laughs> but, but if I did, I would not be complaining. Um, you find right ways to use it. But moderation, I'm going to default to that one just because um, it seems more controlled. Mm-hmm. But if anyone wants to give us excess money, Take feel it. free. Absolutely. We are not opposed. Absolutely. We can test the theory with your funds. Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> I would like to test that theory as well. <laughs> Do you allow yourself do nothing days? Hell yeah. I used to. And now I've gotten so busy, I'm like, mm-hmm. schedule your do nothing days because that's also a part of self care. And yeah. self care keeps me sane. Yes. So do nothing days mm. looks like probably turning off the phone, not even looking at social media, TV, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that those days are just as important as your, you know, go hard, go home yeah. kind of days. So I used to have do nothing days and I would, I would have date nights with my couch in mm. my favorite corner of the couch. That was the thing. But literally as of like last week, I ended up working 10 days straight. I had my first day Mercy. off on Friday. And even then I still had to do some work 
from home. So I was like, this, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. Not necessarily, it's not a struggle, but like trying to like do what you got to do to get to where you want to be. It's mm-hmm. like, ugh, Lord have mercy. So yeah, I need to start scheduling do nothing days again because I need the balance of the things. But if it's a season, cool, but don't. Be mindful of um, the habits that you form along that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually do not have do-nothing days because I try to make a conscious decision throughout my regular days to make times where I do nothing. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are some points in my day where it's, like, a lot of stimuli where whether I'm talking to people and processing things and it can be overwhelming. So I'll take like an hour of two and literally just sit in the dark without my phone and just lay there and just be, you know what I mean? I love so, that nightlight though, right? What? I'm just saying. I'm here for the abyss. <laughs> Blackest night in this hole, like darkness. Um, so yeah, like I'll try to do that and a, a whole entire day of doing nothing. Like some days I'll do minimal where it might not be like nothing but like I actually really enjoy tasking so I'm like oh this is I'm gonna fix this or you know I'm gonna window shop on the internet and you know like that to me is more do nothing than Mm. because it's more like mindless tasking instead Mm. of I have a goal to get to at the end of this Uh I think that a lot of people struggle with do nothing days because they feel an obligation to do a thing by a certain timeline and like the timeline is yours to create, shift okay. or move, Truth. you know, mm-hmm. unless it's your job and then bills yeah. don't pay themselves. So do That's what you must, but also still be mindful that like you were not put here to work. Exactly. Put on this earth to live it, live the life to the fullest. What's the difference between transparency and honesty? Or is there a difference? There is a difference. Is it the same thing? Is it a synonym or... I think they're synonyms, but they're not the same. Mm. So I think that being honest is a piece of transparency. Like you can be honest about something. You can say, hey, I didn't like the thing that you did. You know, it upset me. When like the real reason you're upset is not about what the person did, but like it might be like rooted in your trauma. It might be Mm. nothing to do with that person at all. Mm -hmm. Like they may have done something that triggered you and you feel like, oh, well, I'm upset with you. I'm upset with the thing that you did. And although that may be true, you're not being transparent about the fullness of that truth. Mm. So that's why I would say there's a difference between the two. Like, I don't think that necessarily everyone who's being honest is intentionally not being transparent, but I think that some people don't understand that there's more to being honest, just like when someone like intentional omission is lying. Uh-huh. I would uh-huh. say that's the adverse of it. Uh-huh. Like it's not that you're that you didn't, not that you didn't lie. Uh-huh. It's not that you didn't tell the truth, but you knew they would have wanted chose, to know that yeah. if you. That's why you ain't you say chose it. to leave it out. Right, right, right. Okay. So honesty is a is on the pathway to transparency. Um, I would even say possibly um, a similarity closer would be authenticity uh if you're being your authentic self in every moment then you are being transparent but that would also to me include communication so authenticity and communication could equal transparency because no one's going to know everything you're thinking and Mm -hmm. why or whatever but Mm -hmm. if you have that communication um along with your authenticity then that would support but to your point 
honesty is along that path, but are definitely not one and the same. Mm -hmm. I think that people can, some people can be their authentic self, but not communicate what that is. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, that is a struggle in itself for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. Nobody really teaches you how to communicate. They only tell you how you communicated poorly. Mm -hmm. So how it made them feel. (laughs) Right. So that can make it really difficult. Like if you are showing up as your true self, like, you know what you are, you know who you are, you know what you are, you know, are what, what you like and those mm-hmm. types of things. So that's a lot easier to do than to articulate it to someone else, especially if you have limited vocabulary, if you might not be versed in explaining yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not like I did this because, but. Some people don't really know why. Like some people will be like, well, I did this because I wanted to do it. They might mm-hmm. not be able it to articulate. Practice. I did this because it makes me comfortable. Hey, I didn't come to your birthday party because I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to come to your birthday party because the people that were there, you know, I was feeling really anxious about that. And mm-hmm. it felt like it would be an uncomfortable environment for mm-hmm. me. People can't, people understand they didn't want to go, but they may not always understand why. Like mm-hmm. that takes work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes work and it takes practice because sometimes they could possibly have tried that. And maybe the response to their honesty may have been uh, may have wanted them to no longer be honest right and so they're like masking in other terms like oh i was sleepy oh i was sick you weren't you just Uh didn't feel like going because of these things so um it takes practice and it also takes a a healthy environment to be that authentic honest person with i'm just saying i'm not going (laughs) i don't want to go no thank you can't make it it's gonna be a no for me dog come on randy yeah, I liked your. I like how you put that in the, the difference between transparency and honesty. I'm like, that does make sense. Um, where does love go when it leaves our hearts? I don't know. Does love turn into heat? Or does it just go away? It burns in hell with the person who left me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't say that it leaves. I think, um, I think whether it's hate, whether it's whatever emotion you want to put on top of it, I think it's shielding and protecting love because love was either broken or hurt or whatever the case is. So those other emotions that that person might be displaying in the current moment could be protecting love because it, it requires you to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people may have experienced some, some extreme hurt. Um, to where they're like, I'm not going to do that again for a while. Who's to say what you're going to do five or ten years from now? Mm-hmm. So um, that emotion of hate or whatever it is, is definitely protecting um, your heart. So mm-hmm. I don't think it leaves. It's just, you know, taking its moment to heal and be protected. It turns into hurt because, like you said, you are open and vulnerable. And then, you know, it makes you feel some kind of way when it goes away. Mm-hmm. Did I just rhyme? Come on, cat in the hat. I would say that it doesn't leave. I would say that it can change. Um, What it changes into is your business. Like if you think of love, like energy exchange, energy doesn't go away. It just changes. It shifts. It transfers. So Uh it may uh just turn into something different. Like you may have been in love with someone and now that in love is just love like I mean I don't want harm to come to this person but they don't have that same place in my heart anymore in Mm -hmm. my life anymore and like I don't feel like people lose love for people I think they stop trusting people I think they distance themselves from being vulnerable with people because their feelings get hurt Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily to say they don't love them anymore I don't think that that love leaves Mm -hmm. because if it was gone then you wouldn't be so upset you know what I mean like in those situations you know what I mean? It's the passion behind that feeling of caring for someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that it just shifts because of a loss of trust, because 
you know, of hurt of because betrayal or whatever right. goes on in people's lives. Right. Because living is crazy. Because yeah. loving, I mean, it, it doesn't leave you. At the end of the day, I mean, you may love your mom or a sibling or you love something in your life. So that love is not gone. It's just no longer going to be um, given to that person or that situation because it's not serving you any longer. Mm-hmm. So you, you, that person still has love. It's just, again, like you said, um, they can no longer trust that person or situation with your open heart and vulnerable mm-hmm. heart anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you plan or fly by the seat of your pants? Mm-hmm. I do both. Plan mostly, but I'm, I'm down for spontaneity. Spontaneity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm definitely a planner, though. Can't help yes, myself. you are, friend. Yes, you are. <laughs> My life is quite a bit of mix and match. Mm-hmm. So... Like, I'm about to go back east in a couple of weeks, and I bought only a one-way. So, oh, oh, gosh. Okay. I mean, I got to come back. My stuff is here. So, <laughs> I'm going to be back eventually. But um, I think that it's a mix of the two, right? I think that it gives room for... For me, it, like, gives room for error. It gives room for things to not go the way that I planned. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if I say, like, at 6.30, I'm doing this, and then once I land at one like I'm doing this like now my flight is delayed now the rest of my day is shot to shit because Mm. of this one plan Mm -hmm. like you can plan but things so many things happen outside of your control there's Mm -hmm. only so much planning that you can do Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with again I'm the true Libra that likes to plan to a T and when T doesn't work I have A B C D E and F as my backup so um, I was gonna say calling it the control freak that I am I will create multiple plans so when that plan doesn't work I'm going into plan B and Mm -hmm. C is on its way Mm -hmm. to saying what Mm -hmm. would you need me in place Mm -hmm. um so I'm definitely a planner I like to sound spontaneous but I'm not (laughs) I plan out my spontaneous my spontaneity moments and then I'm like yeah what do you want to do I already got five ideas you know (laughs) yes accurate accurate not, yeah. you, not you scamming spontaneity <laughs> yeah 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 spontaneity will never know i planned this that part that, that part is a very accurate it's so wild <laughs> how did we get i will say though when i'm with like a group of other people i will just be like okay i'm down for whatever happens right yeah but i will still in the back of my mind be like well i could do this this this, mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. like just in case i need a plan i, I got one that's right <laughs> so yeah yeah did you sleep alone last night nope no Yes. Well, does my dog count? She was in the room. Oh, Yama. <laughs> Sounds like you wasn't alone to me. No, that's weird. Oh, um, gosh, so, that's so funny. But did you cuddle or did you sleep technically alone? I do a little mix and match. All right. I think it's hot. Like, against. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Some people some get point hot. I, that push always happens. Get but I like mm-hmm. to do like a little touch. Like I'm going to just... So Don't sweet. be on me, but so I'm still sweet. here. <laughs> I have not abandoned you in your slumber. I get the aggressive wrestling nudge. Get off me. It's hot. Ugh. It's hot. Ugh. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. The shoulder yeah. flex. Mm-hmm. It is hot again. I think I, was my window open last night? I don't know. It wasn't. I was like, I feel like it's, it's hot again. So I, I can't have extra body heat. So are y'all like other. sleeping in pajamas, like on some yeah. TLC creep shit? Absolutely or? not. No, 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 no. Matching pajamas to me is weird. It's only for pictures. That much Christmas. time. Matching pajamas well, only it's for, for Christmas. You're it's right. only for pictures. You're right. Yeah, that's just who weird. does that in real life. So then, what do you sleep in? Nothing. Ew. 
Don't look at me. Y'all already know the answer to this. I'm naked <laughs> under my clothes right now. Well done. Like, I can't stand it. I love it. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. So we are all in the nude. Yeah. It's the best way to sleep. It is. It's, it so is it's the best for temperature control. Yeah. Like, I like for it to be cool enough in my home for me to sleep under the blanket. I don't care if it's freezing outside. Mm, I need it to be cool enough so that I can amazing. have the blanket. So your on temperature me. is usually on what? My inside the home temperature Okay, let's say now. During, well, it's 70 degrees outside. Right, so So now it would be. Like, my air is probably not even on. Oh, okay. But Um, in the summertime. last night. But I like to keep it cool in my, like, even my walk around my house temperature is, like, maybe boxers and, like, a tank top. Mm. Like, but when I go to sleep, I want it to be not too cold, Mm -hmm. but I need it to be cool enough for me to be under the blanket. Yeah. Bucky naked. Come on, Bucky. But not too cold that if I get up and have to go to the bathroom, I'll be like, ooh, shit. Ooh, that's cold. Ooh, shit. Hurry up and get back in cold. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I, it's an in between. So I would say, like, my nighttime temperature in my home is probably like maybe like 74, as warm as it is outside, maybe like 74, 75. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's hot outside. If it's cold inside my apartment, I'm turning the heat on. Mm. Begrudgingly, I pay Whoa. these bills. Uh- you know what I'm saying? Begrudgingly. Like, begrudgingly, I pay these bills. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, that's the highlight of living alone, mm-hmm. is being able to control the temperature yeah, and walk sure. around your house however you want. For sure. Yeah, I want it tundra at night, like straight tundra. I want it 62. Um, so there's no reason to get from under those blankets and covers. And that's the best that. way to sleep, though, when you're that cozy part. and like under the... But thank God for smart thermometers because mm. I will be late for work every day if I oh, have so it. you schedule it. Yes, it has to warm up or I'm not getting out the you bed. You can't get out of bed because it's too cozy in there. I can't. So it's on schedule. Mm. Plan spontaneity. <laughs> did it get warm in here in the morning? How did we get here? <laughs> my alarm is literally birds chirping. I oh, need to wow. fake natural. Oh my gosh. Wait, when you wake up, is the sun up yet or no? No, it's um, dark. But I need the birds to make me feel yes, like the sun is up. Yes. I said a while back, where I was like, I want the sun to wake me up. Fuck this alarm clock. Where I used to live, there would be bats at night chirping. Wait, bats chirp? What do bats sound like? You know, very similar to birds. Interesting. Very. I mean, it's a Houston thing. It was a thing that happened. Gonna make a noise. I was not. Dang it. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> it's very similar to birds because at first I thought it was birds. And then like I was driving one day and I was like, oh, this is the noise I've been hearing. And then a flock of bats oh my God. was like flying over Main Street like whoop, whoop. Oh and I was gosh. like, what the fuck is going on in Houston, Texas? That wow. That's insane. So this is where Gotham is. Uh, I'm on Gotham. <laughs> Sorry, you can't. Is it? I could be. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Who would you like to see more often? I wish it was a name that like popped up in my Money head. Money in my account. Who, not Deposits. what? Deposits. <laughs> Benjamin <laughs> and them. Benjamin. And all his dead racist homies. Oh my God. Be in my account. So is it who only or who or it what? said, who would you like to see more often? Who? The person. So I'm going to plug in my wife. Um, because I hate the fact that we have to work. To live, mm, I'd rather yeah. be on vacation all day. Mm-hmm. And so, if I could be on vacation all day and be with her, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently, we gotta pay these bills somehow. So, it's really like a ghetto this. mess. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. I would say my nieces and my nephew because mm-hmm. they just live so far, and I don't get to see them as as much as I would like. And I feel like I'm missing like missing out on their 
development. Childhood. Yes. So I wish, I think that's, that's my answer. Um, my nieces and my nephew. Oh, this is actually really difficult because I can't narrow it down to like one person. So I'm going to say probably like my friends back east. Mm-hmm. I'll be missing them. They my homies, mm-hmm. my Philly homies, my New York homies, my Jersey homies. I'll be missing them. And it's like, it's cold there for so many months. Mm. And I don't want that. I literally left for that reason. Mm. They so can come see you. They can absolutely. Most of y'all are welcome to visit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just got to. I need to be Kurt. I can't say everybody. Everybody is not so, welcome. But would your answer have changed if they said what? So who do you wish you had more time to spend with or what? What do I wish I had more time? to? I would say what I wish I had more time for would be traveling. Like a part of me wanted to say new experiences, but I feel like you can always fit new experiences in the mix. You know what I mean? It might not be a super extravagant mm-hmm. new experience, but I would say traveling because Doing it takes time, and you want to have time to take to do it. Right. I don't know if I described that well. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you you clarified and said the who, because mm-hmm. my wife would have definitely lost out to a beach. Um, <laughs> so I'm floating all day long. I am floating. Okay. I need it. Okay, so then we can ask, what would you like to see more often? She said the a beach. Water. I need that beach. Wilder. Mm-hmm. Your what is? My what is traveling. Traveling. You like so to see just travel So different places. Often. I just want to see different things all mm-hmm. the time. I'll go with you and float. That's fair. I can't swim, so <laughs> hopefully I won't be floating because I would probably be unalived. No, unalived. Not unalived. <laughs> I would say for me, definitely, probably, I would I would like to, wait, what did it say? We change it to the what. What would you like to see more often? The top of my tent. Because something about sleeping in a tent mm. in real life. Just pop one in your good backyard. Good weather. Ooh, open top. Excuse okay. me? I don't think a we're thinking about tent? the same. Oh, we're still talking about tents. <laughs> <laughs> or are we? Oh, my goodness. A mess. I would also mess. say reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Not for myself necessarily, but just for people in general. Yeah. You know, people should get what they give to that an extent. Point. I agree. Mm. That well, allows for that, but sometimes you kind of want to see it. Yeah. When I was a young <clears throat> Scorpio. <laughs> when I was young, I was also a tenderoni, but when I was a young, tender Scorpio living in the spite of my life, <laughs> I literally used to say to people that karma comes for everybody, but I don't have that kind of patience. Mm. Wow. Mm. I'm nervous. Mm. I'm elevated. I'm past that. My, le- grown. my lessons have been learned. <laughs> we're taught. Either way, we're good. I feel safer. <laughs> you should. Okay, if you had to be obsessed with money, sex, sports, religion, or food, That's which would you choose? Oh, it has to be an I'll obsession. I'll ask it again. If you had to be obsessed with money, sex, sports, religion, or food, which would you choose? Food is so good. I was obsessed. like obsessed. Food is so good, though. I would say food for sure. I'm gonna. I'm kind of torn between food and sex. I feel like all the others would be, I mean, food can definitely be problematic, but I feel like all the others would like. Literally all of them can be problematic. Sex does keep you fit, though. You know what I'm saying? But what about like the sex addicts that like it it, like ruined their lives? Shit. Food ruins your life, too. Everything ruins your life. (laughs) If you're obsessed with food. But sex is so good. Any obsession can ruin your life. That's true. The word obsessed. 
Yeah. That's why I said, do I have to be obsessed? Right, right. Obsessed Which one do obsessed. I like more? Mm. If you had to be obsessed with it. I'm torn between food and sex. Mm. I'm going to let y'all know right now. I'm going with sex Roll or money. Dice. I don't know. Mm. See, I feel like money, no, because I feel like an obsession with money, like, fucks with your moral compass. And sex doesn't? I don't know what kind of sex y'all are having, <laughs> but my morality is not present for that. It's out the window. This is a safe space for non-moral activities. Understood. Okay. Amoral. Okay. Sex scenes. Serious? 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> So we clearly don't care about sports. Uh-uh, so that uh-uh. one's off the table. Sex is the sport. Is <laughs> <laughs> a sporting activity. Understood. Oh my goodness. In the game of life. All right. So we basically narrowed it down to those three: food, money, and sex. Uh-huh. That's so crazy. Forget sports and religion. We don't care about those. Religion. Well, I mean, do we need I mean, to obsess about religion? It's an individual mm. opportunity for you to have a relationship with whoever you have a relationship with. So that's not. But if you're obsessed with it, so. Because I I will say, like, I grew up in a very, um, like, repressive, quote unquote, religion. And yeah, it it, it messes with, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've I've seen that and I don't like what what it does to people. So I'm definitely not going with food um, or religion. And I don't even know what sport is popular right now. So clearly that ain't it. Mm -hmm. So you're going to say your your top is going to be money. Money and sex. Yours, money. I'm going to narrow mine down to sex. Oh. Narrowing it down. I'm going to say Because food. I find that sex can be very freeing. Mm-hmm. All right. You can still have some growth in there with your obsession. Growth. That can be helpful. Okay. Minus Cord. food. And food you can also sure. invood, involve food and sex. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a thing. That is definitely a thing. But food... Have you involved besides the standard? I feel like yes. the standard is like whipped cream, strawberries. Right. Um, so there Good was this and one bad. time, right? <laughs> Good and bad. I was dating somebody mm-hmm. and we were having breakfast and they spilled some syrup on themselves. All right, all right. And I was like, now hold on. <laughs> Don't get an opportunity. <laughs> I see an opportunity here. So then. I poured some more syrup into their belly button and I dipped my pancake in there like boop. Mm, yeah. Was it sweeter? Did it taste better? It was sweeter and sweeter, love groves. Did okay. they wash their belly button though? I mean after. I, the syrup got in there per chance. Um, yeah. It was morning time breakfast. Okay. I'm just thinking my belly button lint right now. And we have kind of wait, but, so they had to lay down. Were they already laying down? They were already laying okay, down. Okay, because I was like, did, you, did they lay down and then you poured syrup and it was okay. I mean, not right. everywhere. I wasn't like right, right, right. You said belly drizzling them up right, like right, I have. But, <laughs> but I was like, well, hold on. What if I just... I like it. I like it. Yum, yum. All right. So that's probably... Mm. That's probably the most unconventional of the food items. I'm like, have I ever used food? I, I feel like know. people be using like chocolate syrup and. They do, but it's just, you know, some I think of those things. And it, not in my you bed. You literally have a small portion of it on like your dessert. You know, the I want all of that. That's a lot. My stomach hurts now. Oh, we're eating different desserts. <laughs> That's a lot. No? Okay. Right. I think I've only ever used ice. I don't think I've ever actually Ooh, used food. Come on, ice. Yeah. That's more for stimulation, mm-hmm. not edibility. Right. I've never actually used food. So. Yeah. I could tell you some things, girl. <laughs> I am I quite sure you could. If you could use a voodoo doll to hurt whoever you wish, would you use it on anyone? No. No. 
again, reciprocity, um, karma, all those things. All like the, the things. idea of that is just no. Um, you know. Um, for me, no, because like I don't want to open the door of whatever voodoo is. Like I'm like y'all can keep that door shut. I'm not trying to have any experiences with anything that's going to come out that door when it opens. No, thank you. But so. I answer mine in the realm of the voodoo that we are taught, um, not the voodoo that could be learned. Um, I do believe that voodoo may have been our, or a, quite a few of our religions before Christianity and things of mm. those natures came to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so it reminds me of like Haiti, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I say that this stays because I know that voodoo is practiced on my dad's side, which is the Nigerian side. Um, it could be good and bad. The mm. one that I was told um, that they were trying to do to me when I went to visit was the bad. Oh. But that's not to say that they don't practice good somewhere. Mm-hmm. So um, I say it with a grain of salt where I think there's opportunity for um, learning the positive side of voodoo, whatever that might be. I just don't know it. Mm-hmm. When I went on the like haunted tour in New Orleans, um, and they were talking about the voodoo. It was, I think, I, if I, I hope I'm saying this correctly, is that voodoo was a religion and like hoodoo was the bad mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. So Ooh. was this tour taught by a black person or a white person? I think it was. I think it was a white, a mm. white lady. I think we've answered our question on that. <laughs> uh, so with spirituality, both voodoo and hoodoo, everything has a good and a bad, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is about essentially balance. So when it comes to things like voodoo, like for the specific idea of a voodoo doll, Mm -hmm. like you have to understand this is going to come back to you in some extent. You have to be aware that what you put out, whatever type of magic or sorcery, witchcraft, whatever you want to call it, whatever type of spells you put out, you have to understand it's going to come at a cost. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why they say when you start fucking with shit like that, to do with intention. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Do with intention and let it come from a pure place. It's one thing to do a protection spell on yourself. It's one thing to do like a cord cutting or sever ties with somebody. Something very different to wish malice on somebody. Uh-huh. Now, if you go hypothetically to your ancestors and you're like, this person is fucking with me. Like, can y'all protect me from them? And now that person is in a car accident. That's not you sent. You didn't send the malice. Your ancestors said we told them to step the fuck off. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like. You may not be able to control what happens, but if you're coming from a positive place, then you don't have to worry about getting the negative back. Uh The reason why I would never fuck with a voodoo doll is because that type of shit is going to come back to you. Uh You're sending somebody malice. You're doing some wild shit to somebody, sending straight bad energy. There's no way you're thinking that's not coming back to you. And a lot of times that's where you hear it'll come back to you tenfold. Uh When you do good, it'll come back to you tenfold. The the adverse of the coin is still true. Uh uh Is life fair, yes or no? Yes. Is life supposed to be fair? Is that a prerequisite to life? Right. I guess it depends on what you consider fair. Exactly. I was going to say that's like relative. Like it's very, very relative because like fairness, fairness to me is like getting what you deserve, quote unquote. And like if you feel that life everything in your life works out how it should, then essentially you are getting what you deserve in alignment with the greater, greater good or whatever. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I don't. No, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more so in a space where I think um, life is fair, but life is also complex. 
Uh um, because you have the variables of people, Uh uh, the variable of um, the right to choose in every moment. So technically, is it fair that I had the right to choose, but what I chose has a domino effect on someone else's life, right? So um, life is fair, but life is also complex, Uh as it should be. Um, I'm going to go with that. Clearly, I'm unsure, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, because like what, what, what people consider to be fair is different for everybody. So I guess it's like whatever you think fair is, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you live in a bubble and you're like, you only care about yourself and you're entitled. What you think is fair is different from somebody else who, you know, has yeah, like, yeah, who's like well-rounded and all the things, so. So with that mentality, this person's selfish fairness has now imposed upon my fairness. So is life fair? No. Change my mind. You just answered your question. Never mind. Forget everything I said. Redact it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Who do you count on? Myself. That's all I got. Also me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with God. Because I can be flaky with myself as well. Mm. Um, I was going to say my mom and my sister and my wife, but then they're human. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on them. Um, but then also myself. I've told myself many a times, you're going to do this, that, and the other. And at some point, I don't, I fill my plate up too much and I let my own self down. So I'm going to say, I don't trust anyone. I don't trust myself. I trust God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say myself and like, there are some people that I feel like I can trust to support me. I think that saying that I trust them is acknowledging that they're human, acknowledging like they might not support me in all the ways, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But they will be honest enough with me and I trust them to be honest and not overextend. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I want someone to support me while still considering themselves as an individual. You know what I mean? I don't want someone to be like, I'm going to support you. And then like, now you helping me move and your back is sore and now the little, um, there's Tiger Bomb all over your sheets because, you know, your body's sore. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't want anyone to overextend supporting me. So, to me, like, people showing up and supporting me, there's people that I know that I can, that will, that have. Um, aside from myself, if I need something, the first thing is going to be, can I do this myself? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, for Like, sure. just trauma response. <laughs> I don't need your help, niggas. You know, I, I got with myself. I got this. I do not. 100% trauma response that I'm working through. But yeah. the reality is, like, there are people that I can depend on, which hasn't always been the case. So. I don't like I, asking for help. Same. Same. It makes me. It, it gets. It trauma makes me. response. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I'll go and call it what it is. Name it. Um, whenever you want what you want, and you're very clear on what you want. It can be very disappointing whenever you have these high expectations of everything. But is, is it okay to put it on somebody else? Is it okay to, to to make someone else exhaust themselves to live up to your expectations? No. So I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. There's some things that I won't ask people to do because I know they're not going to do it how I want it done. Mm-hmm. Like if all I need you to do is pick things down and put things up, fine, do that. Am I going to have you come over to my house and help me organize shit? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> absolutely not this could be the end of our friendship baby like you know I like things a certain way like the way that I set up my household is so 
things make me feel good and a part of me feeling good is for things to have function Mm -hmm. and the way that I see function for myself in my day-to-day does not look the same as function for everybody else Mm -hmm. like I just got so much satisfaction out of taking all of my spices putting them in glass jars and labeling them did you take a picture I sure did take a picture but (laughs) like I don't feel like that's a task that I could have entrusted to someone else like Maybe their handwriting was going to be sloppy. Mm. Maybe they were going to put the label on horizontally yeah. and I wanted the it vertically. You can't find your basil. The shit's going to Okay. Hit the I'm going to be like, I knew this oh, nigga basil don't even know. What. I'll be like, is this sweet basil. basil or savory? <laughs> I just wrote basil. There is a difference. Don't you know about basil, nigga? Did not know. You've been hanging out with all white people. Now you don't know how seasonings work. Damn the basil. Fucking whole spice cabinet is ruined. <laughs> Because of this nigga. But yeah, like similar to what you said, um, the, like not, wait, what did you say? Um, not <laughs> expecting others to live up to your expectations. No, that's it's not the summary. one. It, it, it was the, okay, you're not, you don't like having to ask for help. Yeah, don't. I'm definitely that person. Um, but also kind of like what you, response. thank you for, thank you for that soundbite. Um, because yes, it's the times I have tried to like, I feel like when I actually ask for help, like I actually need it. And then like being let down, like in those moments, it's like, well, fuck it. I might as well just do it myself. Right. And so it's one of those things where it's like, it makes you feel like you can't really rely on anybody. Is that a baby? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> They got, they got a whole it's lot a of lot happening today. I turned into babies already. But in the same but, breath, like, I also know, again, like, imagine you put someone in charge of disorganizing, bring these cups and put them in that cabinet. And two things get broken along the way. Bus, bus, bus. But yeah, no, if, if I give someone, because again, we're, the state, we're in the stage of moving, um, that can be a whole emotional thing. Mm. But um, in that same vein, it's like when people ask for help, it's like, let me give you one task and hope and pray to God you don't mess it up. Right. Because if by chance I'd say put these cups over here and two cups get broken, I'm like, you had one one job. job. Take your time and get that job down. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I never want to ask for help ever again. You yeah, know, that right, kind of thing. Right. I'm a specific directions person. I need these cups placed to the left on the right side of the vanity. Thank Whole, you. not broken. Mm. <laughs> Be gentle. They're cups. Mm. Glass ones. Thank Are you. Are you speaking from experience about these cups? No? Possible. <laughs> Trauma. Mm. Trauma response. Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Just lean in. Hmm. Well, thank you guys for giving your time today and for sharing your thoughts and opinions with us on the various topics we discussed. To our listeners, grow your community and take a moment to like, like, subscribe, and or follow our guests on their respective platforms. If you guys have anything going on that you would like the people to know about, um, if you want to tell them how to get in contact with you or where to follow you, you're more than welcome to do that. If you don't, you're also more than welcome to do that. So it's definitely not me. I'm the old lady barely on Facebook. So I'm dead. Don't. I'm, I'm barely on the social medias. Only because I have to be. So I be on the internet sometimes. <laughs> it's me. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Because I'll be tweeting with a little bird. Come on, tweet, tweet. Um, at Trophy Wife Liss, L-Y-S. Um, both of those platforms and you can follow my soon to be launching podcast launching in March of 2023 called the people want to know pod the people is me so you can follow me there so on social you can search 
T-H-E-P-P-L-W-A-N-N-A-K-N-O-W-P-O-D on Instagram. And you can follow me, like my shenanigans, comment, please be interactive, um, ask questions, post questions you want answered. If you want to hear certain topics on there, feel free. All that jazz and razzmatazz. I'm going to be on there doing the stuff and y'all can listen to me talk nonsense some more. Come on, shenanigans. I love it. I'm here for that. If you're a local in the Houston, Texas area, we'd like to meet you in person at our next Cocktail Mocktail Hour. It is every last Sunday of the month. Visit CMHEPC on Facebook or Instagram or go to our website, www.cmhepc.com for more details.